You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. My name is Jamie and I'm your host. We decided we're going to deviate a little bit from our Handmaid's Tale episodes that you guys look forward to each and every week. Uh, but we do have our great hosts of that podcast on this episode to talk about a subject that's been kind of a hot topic lately. And it's been a hot topic for a very long time. But as of Late, we've heard some recent comments in the media and some recent castings and big Disney movies that have been happening. And we want to talk about the subject of whitewashing and race bending in media. So I have Ryan and Angelica here to join me. Thank you, ladies, for coming on. Thank you for having us. Yeah, this will be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it should be fun. So let's first educate our audience. For those of you that may not be familiar with some of these terms, I'm sure most of you are, but let's just assume there's some people that don't. So race bending is when there is a role that has been historically played by a white character and they decide to cast a character of color. Uh, it can be with respect to movies, um, books, you know, things of that nature. So that is what race bending is, which is an example the podcast we did a few weeks ago with Holly Bailey playing the role of Ariel in The Little Mermaid. So that's a case of race bending. Whitewashing, which is probably the term that most of you have heard and are familiar with, is when a Black character who has historically been played by a Black person or it's a Black figure or a person of color, don't have to necessarily be Black, is played by a white person. So Scarlett Johansson is <laughs> um, a perfect example of someone <laughs> who has done that with The Ghost in the Shell, which is a film that was based on a very popular anime. Anime is historically played by Japanese characters. Mm -hmm. um, the term anime comes from the word Japanimations. So as you can understand, um, people were in their feelings when she got cast. So we'll talk about both terms and what we've noticed in media and what's been happening as of late. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, and I don't know if there's a specific term for this or not, feel free to correct me if, if I can't find out what the term is or those of you that are listening, leave us a comment. But also Scarlett Johansson um, has recently wanted to play the role well she was slated to play the role of a transgender man mm -hmm. and she's left some pretty you know controversial comments about that so we'll talk about cis straight people mm -hmm. playing transgender roles and how that also you know is problematic as well so yeah let's let's dive right into it let's start with scarlett johansson <laughs> our good oh, sis scarlett is just oh. The black widow just right. be out there striking. I'm like, telling you. I personally am a huge fan. I've always loved her, but she's, yeah. um, I'm glad, you know, she's made those comments and she kind of cleaned it up. And I, her original comments, I was side eyeing her. I was like, really, ScarJo, after all that controversy with Ghost in the Shell, you're going to say this now? Um, and then she cleaned it up and she at least acknowledged her privilege. She did. I'm not sure if her PR person jumped in and was like, you need to release this statement because you're looking crazy out here. Um, but she did acknowledge that she does have a privilege as a cis white actress uh, to get these roles and to kind of pick what she wants to do. Um, so those are my initial thoughts on uh, ScarJo. Uh, I was just gonna say, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I'm glad she cleaned it up. Like, I just, she's just one of those people that whenever she does an interview, I'm just like, can you think about it just a little bit before you just, because you know, people are always gonna take it out of context, especially when, like, now when you're talking about like the mm -hmm. race bending, whitewashing, like these, how these major chains are trying to step up their game and game and hire, you know, more diversity. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I don't know. I just wish she would kind of think a little bit more before she would talk. And I, I mean, I don't necessarily, I, I guess when I read what she corrected, I guess in a sense, it kind of made sense what she was saying. But then again, you can't have, I don't think that's that easy to blend. Like you can't, sometimes you, there is a specific role for a black actress, you know, that I don't think, you know, she was necessarily fit in. Like, I think she's trying right. to. I don't know. I think she's taking, she's you like actress and, and studying and playing a role. I think she's using it like too loosely. I think there's like just certain characteristics of certain roles, you know, and why people fit that. Yeah. How you basically should have some respect. And even, I mean, even, so I don't know if you guys remember, um, Amanda Steinberg or Stenberg. I don't, I'm not sure exactly how to say her name because I never heard it <laughs> out loud. Was it Steinberg? I want to say it's Steinberg. Or? I want to say I heard Steinberg. Yeah. No, no, it's, okay. it's Stenberg. Or Stenberg, okay. It's Stenberg, okay, because there's no I there. Okay, yeah. So um, Amanda Stenberg, um, she had mentioned that she was going, she was basically asked to audition for Black Panther, possibly playing the oh, role yeah, of Surrey. Yeah, and she decided, you know what, traditionally, um, you know, any other day I'd say yes to this, but I think this role is, is best safe for a woman of a darker skin tone, and I'm just going to bow out and let someone else have some, some shine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like almost like you'd wish scarlet would make those choices when she's you know being um asked to do a film like you know what i get it i appreciate the fact that you considered me but this is just not my place to be in this role i'm gonna let someone else take it and it seems like she's like nah it seems like a cool project i'm gonna do it anyway i'm an actress this is what we do so yeah that's just my thought yeah and i want to educate the audience a little bit just in case not everybody is up to speed on the scarlett johansson story Mm -hmm. so scarlett johansson is slated to appear in a film called rub and tug it's based on the story of dante tex gill who is a transgender man who was the proprietor of a lot of massage parlors back in the 1970s and they were actually fronts for a prostitution ring Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, based on a real character, uh, she is playing this role and what adds, (laughs) what actually adds more fuel to the fire or adds more salt into the wound is the film is being directed by Rupert Sanders and he also directed Ghost in the Shell. Oh, (laughs) okay. Yeah, it just, it just feels really reckless. It feels like no one's really taking into account how important it is for a transgender actor to be in this role. And um, I believe the comments that were made was um, comparing some previous roles that have been played by cis actors, such as mm-hmm. um, Felicity Huffman yep. in Transamerica, uh, Jeffrey Tambor in Transparent, mm-hmm. and then like Jordan Leto in Dallas Buyers Club. And it's like, well, they played those roles. Why can't I? And I mean, my opinion on this is like, look, Scarlett, you are eaten just fine. Like, it's not like you're starving. Right. It's not like you are this actress that's like really struck. Like, in a weird kind of way, I can kind of understand it if you really don't have a large body of work and you're really hungry for roles and you're not really mm-hmm. doing that well um, as an actor in the industry and you'll just take anything you can get. But she's an A-list star. Like, just off of the MCU films alone, she's good for the rest of her life. Right. Both financially and as far as star power is concerned, she will always be able to get work. So I don't know right. why she takes on these roles as if she's desperate or something. I, I don't right. know. Or it could just be that she really just doesn't care and will just, you know, she doesn't think about it that way. She's not as sensitive as most of right. them are to these issues. Yeah. And then like, it's great. You brought up the other point about her referring to those other actors. Like, I feel like Felicity Huffman, Transamerica at the time, there really wasn't, I feel like at this point, people are more open to transgender. I mean, we have Pose, we have, you know, Euphoria, where transgender people are in movie roles. So it's more common to see a transgender person portraying a transgender character, whereas back in, when this movie came out, like 2000, early 2000s, it was a little different. And Felicity Huffman, um, I don't even, I think her at that point she might have been on Desperate Housewives I don't remember I was much I was probably about 12 13 around the time but that was her breakout role and then um as far as Jared Leto is concerned I feel like he's just such a method actor I don't feel like the uproar was there for him because he he essentially lived as that character while he was shooting the film like you couldn't call him Jared he was his character so I think it was more of a respect for the craft and respect for the transgender community versus Charlotte just taking on a role where she already has this stigma on her that she kind of is not as sensitive 
to um, pe- portraying roles that are actually for her. Um, so I think that's why there's an uproar when it comes to her, but not necessarily other people. There's just more of an awareness now. I think you, that very last part nailed it. There's more of an awareness. I think back then too, you got to think about social media was not as prevalent as it is mm-hmm. now. And people are more conscious of issues. I mean, honestly, if it weren't for Twitter, I probably would not be as conscious when it comes right. to um, LGBTQ identity and, and things like, you know, non-binary and, mm-hmm. and you know, all of these different kinds of identities when it comes to both sexuality and gender. So yeah. now that I am more conscious of that, I'm like, okay, yeah, we probably need to look to, you know, actual transgender actors playing these roles. So I don't feel like Felicity Huffman or Jordan Leto should have played those roles as cis actors. Right. Um, because again, there's probably a lot of them out there, or maybe because now that we are being more conscious of this, that mm-hmm. transgender um, actors will be like, or transgender people in general will feel like, okay, there's acting roles out there. There's yeah. That are available, maybe I can go ahead and audition, or maybe I can pursue a career as an actor, knowing that now I have that opportunity. When in the past, they probably just wrote it off, thinking, "Oh, there's never going to be a chance in hell that I'll ever get a chance, you know, to work mm-hmm. as a Hollywood actor." So, yeah, yeah and, I feel about it. And even look at Hunter Schaefer, um, who plays Joel in Euphoria. This is her first acting gig period and she does an amazing job and they did she basically just saw a casting call for a transgender actress or actor with no experience just you know we just want you to be transgender and she showed up she took some acting classes and now she's like on this breakout amazing tv series and i mean like i I, you couldn't tell that she's hasn't had you know a credit to her name outside of the show so yeah like right on board with that yeah, you also got like Laverne Cox as like trailblazing mm-hmm. too, like making paths. So yeah, I think if you have somebody like that making a path for other people to come in, you don't need to, you know, basically echo what you guys saying. You don't need somebody who's not, you know, or maybe to understand that way to kind of fit into that role. Also, if you're going to do it, put in the work. You know, if you're going to, you know, Jared Leto, they didn't necessarily need him to, you know, to do that role. They could have found somebody mm-hmm. else to do it, but at least he was conscious enough to know I'm, you know, I'm going to do my research. I'm going to make sure mm-hmm. I portray it right. You know, as whereas like Scarlett Johansson just seems like, you know, as you guys have said, she just wants to kind of take every role. So she's not really, you know, researching, trying to find a way to not be, you know, disrespectful to portray it the right way, whatever these different characters she's taking on are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I just, it's it's a problematic thing. And um, you bring up the f- the TV show Euphoria. Mm-hmm. That's a great show. It's so dark, so but I love it. <laughs> it's like it's I so good, but then it's so it. bad at the same time. What? Oh, you gotta watch. You gotta you watch it. To. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> but another great example is Pose on mm-hmm. FX. I am such a huge fan of Pose. Uh, My mom and I watch it all the time, and yeah, like that is a great example of you can actually center a show around the transgender community. Mm-hmm. And guess what? cast transgender actors <laughs> so um and all these yeah. emmy nominations like it's not like they're you know amateurs like these people are putting in the work so why not um yeah. and <laughs> candy all right i'm, I'm not gonna that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> i'm still upset <laughs> i'm still in my feelings <laughs> damn it candy um <laughs> and maybe because i have a soft spot because i'm uh the actress that plays candy her name is angelica ross so i'm just like uh <laughs> and also shout out to the movie tangerine it was a movie that came out a few years ago it was shot on an iphone it's a beautiful film and it has all transgender actors in it so um, yeah look into that you know all shot on an iphone yeah i got a lot of stuff i need to watch here this y'all adding the list up on me back here Yeah, so, I mean, the, there's there's movies out there, there's stories to be told, and, you know, there's definitely um, a pool of actors that you can cast that are these these characters and these identities that you want to represent on the big and small screen. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so let's move on to whitewashing, because mm-hmm. I feel like that is just, uh, I mean, whitewashing has happened since the beginning of time, yeah. right? Since the beginning yep. of media in general, from, like, both back in the day when um, 
black well would blackface be considered a form of whitewashing I, I, would, I would think so like uh birth of a nation not the one that came out a couple years ago but the original silent film um all the yeah. black characters were played by white people in blackface um so right. i guess that would be considered right. white i mean not that i want a black person in that film anyway but it is still whitewashing <laughs> right, exactly. um and, and yeah. you said like it's since the beginning of time like look at jesus white jesus let's talk about that you know because every single i think there's only been like a couple of films that i've seen in my lifetime but every single big film or you know film that you see on tv that represents jesus has always been played by a white guy um and jesus wasn't white (laughs) people yeah, it was in the Middle East. And why is that so hard to do? And even the other characters, you know, Mary and all of the other biblical characters, when they show these stories about Jesus and the disciples, and mm-hmm. I, why is it all of these, you know, guys with English accents on that <laughs> on top of everything? Else? Yeah, and even like the most ethnic representation possibly would have been the passion but even then Jim Caviezel is a white guy but at least they spoke in you know Hebrew the entire film so thanks Mel Gibson um but yeah um (laughs) but my dad always told me like Jesus was brown first of all let's just let's say he was a pale man he was working outside in the heat as a carpenter he was a muscled brown man get that right he did not have long hair in Jewish culture they didn't do the long hair it was short it was short and curly and even um the history channel did um did like what would jesus look like and it was a a clearly a jewish man like a brown jewish man um you know with a broad nose with curly hair with brown eyes but what happened was um in the middle ages they decided to romanticize him and make him look like the prototypical european they made him blonde and they wrote you know they made him blonde and blue-eyed and that's what we got we got white jesus but you know let's be real jesus was a man of color so there's a earth he was and also you know it's still a form of uh, you know i don't know what the term would be when someone who's not ethnically of that race but they're still mm-hmm. a person of color but you know rodrigo santoro played jesus and that's not even ethnically right. correct so the people, i had a list of actually people that's played jesus joaquin phoenix ewan mcgregor rodrigo santoro really? adam bond and are you a mcgregor i need to google this I'm like, okay yeah <laughs> so what's so funny so my mom is like a very devout christian and my dad always jokes around that they only watch movies with jesus in it like unless it's jesus she's not watching it so i'm curious to see if my mom has seen these movies now <laughs> yeah it's a movie called the last days okay in the um in 2016 so yeah he um yeah he played that um yeah tell me about it so but whitewashing is not just you know jesus we we've seen it in in so many films and even stuff that's come Mm -hmm. out recently um emma stone is one that you know, gone down this path with the movie Aloha. She played a woman of Asian descent. Where? Um, <laughs> no, I did not. I, I, I was she like, where? Okay. She's, I think she's supposed to be like half Chinese, and I'm just like, where? And oh I, boy, yeah. Okay. Oh gosh, what was the name of the um, director? God, mm. Cameron Crowe. So Cameron Crowe, I remember he had put out a statement, and yeah, he was trying to defend it saying well she's only like a third asian her character that she played was only a third asian and that was his excuse and it's like if you have to do mental gymnastics to (laughs) to kind of back this up like just let it go dude just yeah yeah let it let that go yeah full of hawaiian people that have asian ancestry like you couldn't have picked any one of them (laughs) like a couple islands actually or you know now i'm starting to think of like ancient examples of whitewashing like santa claus santa claus was turkish he was brown but what do we see you know what? Yeah, I, was, I did not um, know that. I, yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Brown. Um, he was a Turkish saint. Um, and he, if you if you Google Santa Claus or Saint Nick, you'll see a picture of this brown man with curly hair, and he has like the monk cut. But you can he's clearly see he's black. Or like um, Queen Charlotte. Um, 
she, you know, sh- her portraits were all they basically, yeah, they basically whitewashed her. And then there was one particular artist that decided, no, I'm going to paint her as she is. And you could see her curly yep. hair, her broad nose, you know, her large, her larger lips. And it turns out she's from a branch of a Portuguese family uh, of basically Moors that were black people. So she was at least by not biracial, multiracial at, at, at you know. But there was color in her. Um, and then they, she was often, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you look at uh, texts from the time, they, they called her ugly. Um, they didn't like how she looked, obviously, because they're noticing that she's not a white woman. She's, she, you know, she's a person of color. So, I mean, it's been done since way, way back when, you know, black people have been whitewashed. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Cleopatra is another example. Oh she's Greek, but there's also there's, there's been some there's debate on her Macedonian, like Alexander the Great. But I don't think, um, yeah. But she's of, I believe right. she is biracial. That historians have said. So even mm-hmm. the fact that Elizabeth Taylor later, it's still a form of whitewashing. Because we actually ran an article on Black Girl Nerds about whitewashing in history, and then all of the comments were, "No, Cleopatra was Greek." She was this, you know, like, it's okay that mm. Elizabeth Taylor played her. I'm like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> um, because even ethnically, Greek. Elizabeth Greece. Taylor was not from <laughs> exactly. that region. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of lots of examples. Yeah, it happens. I mean, it happens all the time. Even like uh, Alexander Dumas, if you see him portrayed in films, yeah. he's portrayed as a white man. <laughs> as um, who was that French actor with the um? Well, you know, with like traditionally with a really big nose, I forgot his name, but he played Alexander Dumas. Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yes. so it's just like, you know, this is supposed to be a mixed man and he's being played by a white guy, a blonde white guy at that. So um, mm-hmm. it just happens all the time. And you know what I saw online? So um, were you guys the only ones that were terrified by the Cats trailer? Like I was intrigued and terrified at the same time. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but see, I never, I always thought Cats was kind of weird anyway. I don't, think that i mean i don't know i think people are making a bigger deal like i don't know i think it's kind of cool that they're trying to do like something different you know with the actors and everything like that plus they have like a great yeah, like it's a great, a great cast, cast so it is but i saw people upset yeah. so the actress that plays uh victoria the white cat um she's actually kenyan born uh but she's biracial so she's a black woman and people were upset that she was white like her fur is white and i'm just like okay guys i mean we're kind of going oh yeah <laughs> I mean, they got I mean, specific I on that yeah at this point instead of whitewashing but i'm just like she's yeah. victoria the white cat like i get it <laughs> i mean i wouldn't complain about yeah. this this is, a, this is a little different you know pick a different you know pick a different lane yeah yeah so I that's a little bit yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a stretch. I mean, there's it's okay to advocate for, you know, people of color being represented and seen in roles and call out whitewashing when we mm-hmm. see it. <clears throat> Excuse me, but um she's playing a fictional character. She's playing a cat, guys. Um with white fur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not like she's even playing a human being, but um yeah, she's got white fur, her face is painted white. Guys, it's it's not that serious. I I I don't I don't have a beef with that at all. <laughs> I was all. like, what? Um, <laughs> Y'all complaining about this? <laughs> Literally, her name know, is Victoria the White Cat. Like, you, you, you there's no, just be happy she was cast. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a black person is getting a check. So be happy about that. Um, and we see other black characters in Cats. We saw Jennifer mm-hmm. Hudson, Idris Elba. Forgot the other black actor's name. That's Idris, in it. So, I mean, yeah. Idris Elba is playing McCavity and um, yeah. Jason Derulo. Uh, Jason yeah, Derulo actually, most of the movie. main characters of that film are black actors playing these cats. Yeah, so, yeah. let's yeah, let's take the guys. win there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but <laughs> you know, just going back to the whole whitewashing thing, I could probably go down a list of roles. Like, first of all, you mentioned Egypt. Who else was pissed off about Gods of Egypt? When they were literally putting sunscreen on these act on the extras on the set of the film, and I'm like, the fact that they need sunscreen to shoot oh, this gosh. movie tells you all you need to know. They don't belong in Egypt. <laughs> like, and let's not even talk about the yeah. fact that you know, um, I love him, Nicolaj uh, Waldo. Gosh, I can never say his name right, but the guy that plays Jamie on Game of Thrones, blonde haired, blue eyed mm-hmm. man, he's playing a god of Egypt. Like, what? 
I remember when that came out and like on social media, yeah. I participated on that. There was a hashtag. I forgot what it was, but it was like ban <laughs> gods of Egypt or like we, we were upset. Cause it's like, yeah, this all white cast. And then they decided to throw in one black person. Chadwick Boseman oh, was in it. Chadwick, why? <laughs> and Gerard <laughs> Butler was in it. And it was just like, and you know what? Gerard's another one where he's kind of in these roles where you're like, uh, I don't know. Like even in 300, like, yeah. he's not greek yep. or spartan or well greeks are spartans are greeks but like he's technically not smart greek but you know he played the role and then they had um yeah. they had that spanish actor i forgot his name but he played uh xerxes Zer- Zer- xerxes and then people freaked out about the portrayal of the persians in that film because they were painted as these like you know, monstrous villains and then the Spartans are portrayed as these heroes and really they were both it was ugly on both sides. So I mean I could go on a tangent about this sort of thing. <laughs> well speaking of Persians, recently Jake Gyllenhaal, he did an interview with Yahoo where he kind of showed some remorse because he was in Disney's mm-hmm. Prince of Persia that it came out I think in like twenty ten sometime. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of criticism for playing that character as well. And, uh, yeah, he he was feeling a little bit remorseful and kind of walked back or kind of regret um, playing that role. And I'm, I'm glad that he's spoken up about that. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you already right. did it. Like, hopefully, hopefully you've right. learned from it. And hopefully by his interview, too, that other people will read it and be educated and realize that this is mm-hmm. just a no-no. Um, but yeah, he, um, recently yeah. put that out there. So is this like, the question I have is, so is this is like the directors or the writers, are the, are this how they are casting these, are the actors just going out saying, Hey, I want to take this role. You know, I think it'll be something challenging, good for me to do. And just not thinking, Hey, there's somebody that's actually, you know, of this background that can play this better than I am, you know, other actors that need a shot. You know, I'm just kind of curious if it's just like easier just to pick like, you know, hey, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. So, Gyllen- so let me have him, you know, play this mm-hmm. role because he's popular. Like he's no. To be honest. What do you think, Jamie? I think there's like mm-hmm. a lot of different factors. The studios definitely want to meet their bottom line. So when they're looking to cast these roles, they want to make sure that there's yeah. butts and seats when the movie comes out. So if it means casting a Jake Gyllenhaal or a Scarlett Johansson or an Emma Stone, then they'll do it because they know that there's people that are huge fans that will go to the movie right. just to see them. Um, but then, you know, you've got these small independent films that they don't even have the budget to pay some of these actors and they still cast, you know, I think probably Dallas Buyers Club would be another example. That wasn't right. a big studio film, up. but they went after Jared. So, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's I, I think it's a lot of factors, money being one of them. And then the other thing is the actors themselves feeling that, you know, they could go ahead and do it and it won't get any kind of attention. But nowadays, right. that's not the case. <laughs> it's and it's funny yeah, because those yeah. films, um, you know, Aloha, Ghost in the Shell, they bombed. <laughs> so it backfired. <laughs> Yeah, I heard. Yeah, 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 I heard the box office wasn't too good on both of those. The Great Wall with Matt Damon. That was another. Yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I actually um, like read like the wiki of it, he was a Western person coming in, but it still looked crazy when you saw the preview. It was like a white guy on at the Great Wall of China fighting dragons. Like this is weird. Or like, okay, so here's another example of that that kind of did well. So um, The Last Samurai with um, Tom Cruise, um, you know, it wasn't whitewashing per se because he was playing Mm -hmm. a white character that assimilated, but it was a white savior trope, right? So it was like, okay, like, I get it. He respects the culture. At the same time, he quote unquote saved them. So it's either like the, the roles get whitewashed or, you know, you have the white savior trope, one or the other. <laughs> like, yep. you, know, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah. And, you know, and then on the flip side of things, when, so we went from talking about whitewashing, then we talk about race spending, people freak out. Like, um, mm-hmm. 
or I wouldn't even call this race bending, but when Amanda St- Amanda Stenberg was cast to play Rue, um, people were freaking out because in their minds she's supposed to be a white girl. But if you read the books, Rue was a little black girl. That just be- but people in their minds, I mean, there's like a study conducted on this. Whenever they read books, they automatically default to white. So even if you get a description. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I'm. I'm one of those people. Like yeah, I remember reading books as a kid. Yeah, I remember reading books as a kid, and I read The Hunger Games when it came mm-hmm. out, and that that's a different situation. So, like, usually when I read books, I do envision the characters as white, unless the author explicitly right. gives a description. Now, Hunger Games, Suzanne Collins actually gave a good description of what Rue right. looked like and said that she had olive color. No, not olive colored skin. I like forgot what she had. Or something or dark brown. Olive colored skin was given to Katniss yes. as a description. But yeah, she she described her in a way where in my mind, Rue was black. And this was long before the movie came mm-hmm. out. So I still to this day don't understand what the big fuss was about. Like unless you really weren't paying attention, right. then yeah, you you really didn't understand that Rue was black. Yeah. Um so yeah, and I feel so sorry for Amanda because she basically started her career with just like yeah. this barrage of haters come. And I feel like that's why she's so woke mm-hmm. now and she's an activist because of what she had to deal with, you know, coming into the industry and dealing with all of this racism and vitriol. Right. And then on the flip side, you know, as you said, Katniss is supposed to have be of olive skin tone, dark hair, you know, green eyes. Yeah. So you would envision like, I'm, I'm going to think like, when I think of that, I think like Brazilian, Portuguese, something along those lines. Like, brown right and then you cast blonde haired blue eyed or i guess green eyed whatever color eyes is jennifer lawrence so it's just like yeah where is the controversy there because um i think i've read somewhere where it says like in like 150 years to 100 years from now because people you know interracial relationships are more of a common thing people are going to end up looking mixed and um it was actually put in if have you guys ever seen the time machine with uh guy pierce and um what was that pop singer's name samantha mumba okay well in the film he obviously he fast forwards through time he Mm -hmm. ends up fast forwarding like thousands and thousands of years in time and everybody in that in modern or i guess future new york they're all they all look mixed because the idea is the population mixed together and then you kind of create like a new look of people which is kind of what susan collins was going when she basically described the people in district 12 um so you're seeing Mm -hmm. you know olive tone um browner people because people are mixing 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 so i just thought that was interesting but there is an article about how 150 years to 200 years from now you're going to see more quote-unquote mixed looking people so just throw that out there right (laughs) um yeah um but yeah Ah. so you know race bending and uh, speaking of bending avatar (laughs) the last airbender (laughs) that was you know a crap Uh-oh. show um <laughs> like and as you said like with ghost in the shell these are supposed to be you know <laughs> asian characters like the entire the entire series which i watched from beginning to end when i was a kid these are asian inspired characters like this is rooted in asian culture and then you decide to cast all the asian characters as white like what in what yeah. world yeah i mean i'll try and it's and it's directed by m9 Shyamalan, who's Brown. <laughs> I feel like Asians get it the worst when it comes to whitewashing. I feel like there's been more atrocious mm-hmm. incidents of whitewashing towards the Asian community than other communities of color, which it's pretty sad because you don't really see a lot of big movie stars out there that are of Asian descent. That That's right. changing now, thanks to movies like crazy rich asians and and then we've got the Mulan mm-hmm. movie coming out um and then we've got tv shows like fresh yeah. off the boat um so it's good to see these kinds of movies and tv shows out there but yeah like it's just still you don't really see like there's not a lot of television shows other than fresh off the boat that has all asian yeah you know yeah people so yeah, it's, we saw that with Aloha, yeah. even that the film Twenty One with Jim Sturgis, um, when they're like card counting, uh, the the character's mm-hmm. name was Jeff Ma. He's supposed to be Asian, and he was completely replaced by a British guy. Well, who plays an American? But it's it's like yeah, it's like you can't like what Asian? And even like if I think of like the most offensive example of that would be in Breakfast at Tiffany's. 
um Mickey Rooney playing like their upstairs neighbor with the you know with the mm. fake teeth and the thick glasses and like the horrible accents like it, 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 they call it yellow face but yeah like it, it's either they get replaced by a white actor or or even um the 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 ancient one in um Doctor Strange the ancient one's supposed to be Asian and it's played yeah. by Tilda Swinton who definitely is not an Asian man or um, Liam Neeson and Batman Begins, you know. So yeah. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. Or Iron Iron Fist was like a big one too. Um, what's the guy? He was in. Yeah. I think he was in Game of Thrones. Um, well, I think he was a white guy, wasn't he? I think people were just upset that he was. Yeah. So Iron Fist yeah. is a little complicated. So there's been a huge. Um, there's been a lot of social commentary in the the nerd community that. Iron Man should have been played by an Asian man because the, or Iron Man Iron Fist should have been played by an Asian person because the story of Iron Fist in itself is very mm-hmm. white saviory. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. He's yeah. a white character essentially. Um, he was so, written in the comics as a white character. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Danny Rand in the comics is a white guy. Um, so yeah, what is his name? That from uh, Game of Thrones. I can't think. All I, I think of is Loris Tyrell. I can't think of his name. <laughs> Ben Jones. Ben yeah. Jones. There we go. So yeah, ben, ben Jones playing Danny Rand is not considered whitewashing, but a lot of people wanted um, Danny Rand's character to actually be an Asian character. So that's why sort of there was kind of a misconception or mislabeling of whitewashing. Uh, so I totally get it. And I agree. I think that Finn um, Jones or not Finn Jones, but I feel like Danny Rand should have been played by an Asian guy. It would have made for a better show, would have been made for a more impactful and interesting story. Um, and that's why Iron Fist, you know, is canceled and gone. And hopefully it never comes back, even if Disney Plus wants to revive their other shows. Yeah. Hopefully Iron Fist is not one of them. Um, so yeah. let's gonna do it. Right yeah. Now. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um and then I just want to say, like, can we just not cast white people in anime adaptations anymore? Yeah, like, that'd I probably just, be a smart decision. Like, just don't do that. Like, cast Asian people. Because, like, remember the Death Note movie that was on Netflix? I didn't watch that it. I heard terrible- it was so bad. So I was like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. I heard it was bad. Yeah. So terrible. And mm-hmm. I mean, they they actually did both. They did whitewashing and race bending because Lakeith Stanfield played L. But um, I just. I just feel like, you know, anime adaptations should always have Asian characters. Thank God they are doing it right this time. Netflix is casting Asian folks in the okay. Cowboy Bebop adaptation. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that is a plus. Um, uh, John Cho is going to be Spike. So good for them on that. But yeah, I just feel like going forward, just don't. <laughs> Stone. Yeah. Or like remember the um Dragon Ball Z movie that came out and like all like Goku was a white guy and I was like, this doesn't make sense. I'm not on board with this one at all. And like Emmy Rosen was Boma and I was like, this is just wrong. Yeah. On yeah. all levels. But that bomb. So I mean it, I mean, people do notice and say, you know, I'm not gonna support this. So that's probably the best thing to do to get these studios to cast roles for people of color, meant for people of color. Yeah. I say, you know what, I'm not gonna buy a ticket because I refuse to support this. Like hit them in their pockets and maybe they'll start making better decisions yeah i also wish um, that when they make the decision to cast somebody different um like when they do the race bending that people don't freak out as much because i feel like that makes the studios push back like happen. you know i mean it is but i mean you know i'm like th- that makes them pull back again and they're like so you you take like one little step forward you know mm. and then they go right back so you know yeah. kind of whitewash or not casting you know because they don't want the you know follow which you you're right it's gonna happen anyway but right yeah but i mean people are accepting of it once they see the film like with nick fury sam jackson taking over that role and he's black eyed people once they saw the first couple films they loved him uh-huh. um heimdall they loved him um e- even deadshot uh will smith they loved it but uh-huh. initially people always have an uproar about it so yeah and i mean i don't know sometimes it, race spending it kind of makes things a little bit more interesting for the role it, it doesn't really make the role any worse um i i think seeing Halle bailey as ariel is going to be such a great and impactful thing mm-hmm. for so many young girls of color out there and again disney needs to do better with their princesses we need to see more princesses yep. of color so it looks like they're trying to you know go into the right direction um but yeah I, i'm glad that it's happening more in the comic book space too with zendaya mm-hmm. kind of 
being MJ, even though technically she's not Mary Jane. She, she's Michelle. She's Michelle. But, <laughs> but she, yeah, I was like, what? She, they sort stuck it in there. Character, yeah. So <laughs> hence the yeah. initials MJ. Yeah. Um, yeah and then we've had other characters ruth nega was um tulip and preacher Mm -hmm. tulip is originally blonde hair blue eyed girl um and then movies that really sucked but still had race (laughs) bending uh michael b jordan was johnny storm and fantastic four fantastic four so i'm one of the few people that enjoyed it but you know um i know that a lot of people (laughs) Hated it. Um, Hated it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And even I've heard, so, you know, speaking more about casting of The Little Mermaid, um, I heard uh, Javier Berdam is is, is in talks to play King Triton. And I'm like, all right, a brown. And I said it. I said he's really tan. So there we go. A brown brown King King Triton, you know, being his dad. And then, um, uh, I mean, this is, we're not really talking because it's not really whitewashing, but since we're on the subject of Little Mermaid, uh, apparently Mm -hmm. Harry Styles is in talk to play Prince Eric. And I, I don't know uh, how I feel about that. Yeah. I mean, Disney, the, God forbid if it's like a predominantly black cast, right? Like y'all. Yeah. You're trying to move forward with the diversity, but you're like, no, we don't want to go too far. Too like, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, being a Democrat, we don't want to go too far to the left. You know? <laughs> Socialist. Like, let's not go that far. So I don't know. Plus you got to bring in those uh, One Direction fans. <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I didn't see Dunkirk, but I heard he was good in Dunkirk, so I'm like, okay. Because at first, I'm like, Harry Styles does he even act? And you know, <laughs> googled it. Apparently, he did a great job in Dunkirk, so I'm like, all right, give him a chance. And then I saw the side by sides of him and Prince Eric, and I was like, oh, he kind of favors him. All right, I'll allow it. <laughs> You'll let it pass. I'll allow it. You'll let it pass. I'm I'm still curious to know who they're gonna cast for Ursula though. Like Yeah, that they, still hasn't been confirmed. Yeah, they um, better get that right. Oh yeah, and then like speaking of more race bending where it kind of worked out perfectly, um uh Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Perfect. You know? Oh yeah, they yeah, they nailed that's the first thing DC did right when they did a movie. <laughs> you know there wasn't really any um backlash or criticism around that. You noticed that? Because people I love Jason Momoa. <laughs> like Yeah, like they perfectly, yeah, they perfectly cast. I was like, they finally put it together. They perfectly cast that. People yeah. freaking love Jason. I don't think he can do any wrong. So they're like, oh, Jason Momoa. He didn't even have that many lines. They were just it was just Jason Momoa. They just wanted to go see. Yeah. So like half the theater, I'm a half the when I went to the theater half the theater was like women losing their minds <laughs> when I was going to see the movie <laughs> I was one of them yeah, me too. yeah yeah good looking man good looking man yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it means stuff like that okay, and then um, I guess would it be technically race bending Will Smith is the Aladdin genie the genie oh, Aladdin. Oh, yeah, people did make a big deal out of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, they did go a bit on a blue tip. Yeah, they were upset about the blue. Um, I, but I mean, he fit right in. Um, because I, I think it was more so the fact that he was taking on such an iconic role, and you know, yeah, with Robin Williams. Robin Williams yeah. That's why people were kind of like Will Smith, really. But I mean, he fit right in. Um, it's yeah. so interesting to see how people react when there's casting announcements. Because rem- I don't know if you guys remember this, but remember when um. Uh, the Dark Knight uh, Rises had came out, and Heath Ledger was announced as Joker. Oh, people hated people it. People were furious. Oh my gosh, it was like the biggest controversy. And then now he's like one of the best Jokers yeah, ever. Iconic. And then the same iconic. And then when Will Smith was first announced, everybody was like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> like this, this is whack. And now. <laughs> They love this performance. He did a really great job. Yeah, I so. think that was one of his killer performances right there, to be honest. Because yeah. he didn't make, he didn't try to do anything, which I don't know why people thought that. I mean, a remake, people are going to do something different. Right. Like, I don't think he ever yeah. thought he was going to go in and be like Robin Williams number two. Like, you're not going to replace Robin Williams. Like, he was Will exactly. Smith in the genie role. Yeah, he was, he was right. the Fresh Prince, basically, in the genie right, right. role. He was just blue. Yeah, he was just blue. And it, it worked out. Um, and you know, another this was kind of controversial, but um Hermione being cast in uh Harry Potter and the Cursed Child in the in the stage play, um, she was cast as a black woman and people kind of freaked out about that. But then JK Rowling, who I love her, like she is like a woke mm-hmm. white lady, you know, she's always on Twitter, just like you know, being an ally, I love her. But basically, she was like, "Look, I never saw whether or not she was black or white. I said she had thick hair. All right, so 
it could go either way with that. <laughs> so you know, I, 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 I think race bending brings like a different flavor to it. I, I'm always like on board when they're like, oh my God, it's being played by a black person. Like it gets my attention. Um, and so. then, yeah, shout out to Noma Dumezwini. I hope I pronounced her name right. Um, <laughs> she played Hermione and she also follows black girl nerds on Instagram. So. Oh, hey girl. Um, but yeah, like I, I hope it continues, um, the space, you know, you know what? I'm going on another tangent. I'm sorry, guys. It's just such an interesting subject to me, but have you guys ever seen cloud Atlas? I heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Uh, okay, so Cloud yeah, Atlas seen, yeah. is like a study in race bending because all the characters in the film at one point in their storyline played someone of either a different ethnicity or even like a different gender. It was so weird. So like the Asian characters, there were Asian people that played them, but then you also had the main characters playing Asian characters. Halle Berry at one point was in Whiteface. Like it was such a strange oh. film. Oh. Um, but basically it's, it's telling the stories of people through different times um, and they're all intertwined in some way or the other. So they kind of had like, let's say they had five cast members mm-hmm. and each of those five cast members yeah. played a different person in a different timeline. And so that's why they kind of had them in, in these, um, in this makeup and these prosthetics. And I mean, the, like Jim Sturgis as this Asian character was, weird his eyes were so off so it's like and that part why couldn't you make someone else but um that i would say is an interesting study in like literally it's like whitewashing and race bending in the same film used throughout it's it's an i was i mean the book was confusing the movie isn't so confusing but i would definitely recommend it if you just guys want to just see what they did with the makeup um just making these care like halle berry as a white lady was interesting (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, I want to have Halle Berry look this way. That reminds me of the um, film White Chicks by the Wayans Brothers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's a good example. Great film, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah, I love it. What's the name of that song um, that played? Making My Way Downtown, A Thousand Miles. (laughs) I always always think of that scene when I hear that song every time. I hate white chicks for ruining uh, that song for me because that was like my jam when I was a kid. And then, <laughs> yeah, because, oh, they ruined it for because you? Because now it's synonymous with white chicks when it was just like, because now it's kind of like making fun of people that like that song. And I was like, I actually like that song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> poking fun at it. Um, so yeah, like white chicks. Or, it kind of reminds me of white chicks. But what was that movie? What was it? Underclassmen or homeboy from the outsiders um was in blackface soul man or was it soul man what was oh, it? You soul know? man with c thomas howell yeah yeah c thomas howell and blackface and you're just like Ooh. i feel like that first of all i love that movie soul man like i don't care y'all <laughs> whatever you want like soul man was my jam but i feel like if soul man was made today no nope. <laughs> twitter would shut that down oh Social absolutely would shut that down but yeah. wait isn't, isn't there a movie like that coming out soon like it's called like lakeisha or lakeisha or something like that yeah, yeah it's like a white guy that, yeah. pretending to be a black woman on the radio and that's how he gets ratings mm-hmm. oh god yeah yeah, that's cool. yeah. But I, I don't it's even disturbing looking at the cover mm-hmm. art for Laquisha because it's like this white dude holding this black woman's face oh on the side of his head and like her face is split in two and he's got, you know, his face in between hers. And I don't know, it's, there, there's something really disturbing about just the image as well. But um, That's yeah, it, it, I think it, it was released and it's out. And oh, look, I'm looking on um, IMDb. It's got one out. <laughs> five stars well (laughs) that's what y'all get for messing with the wrong thing um you know we um (laughs) speaking of uh well not speaking of but we haven't really touched on this but um lashana was it lashana lynch being cast as the new 007 oh yeah Um, oh i'm so excited about that i I kind of googled it and i was like okay well she's being cast as 007 not james ron she's being cast as his uh i guess his identification right um but maybe we don't know the details just yet but maybe she will take on the mantle because he's supposed to be in retirement he goes out of retirement finds out that she has his identity and maybe this is like a stepping stone a launching point 
Right. And launching Plus, point to be for done her anyway, to so. be the, you know, the, you know, a 007 films featuring a black woman. Um, so I'm here for it. I don't know about y'all. I know. Oh, yeah, no, go I ahead. Think, go, ahead. go ahead, Jamie. I was going to say this could be like their part two because my favorite bomb movie is uh, Die Another Day. Oh, yeah. That's so this could one. be. This could be like a little follow up to because I feel like they kind of had that um with Halle Berry and there were Chris Bronson. They kind of had him like come in and save her a couple times. Yeah, so I, I feel like they could do a little be, differently. I, 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 I heard this, there was rumors that they might be love, love interest, and I'm like, you know what? I kind of don't want that. I want her to be her own. <laughs> yeah, don't thing. do that. Um, and I mean, yeah, I would yeah. want her to be just like the Bond type character where she's pursuing men, you know, or or the men are pursuing her the same Bond. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah, kind of yeah. like I don't know, sexualizing men. You know, yeah, like <laughs> the pick charge. Yeah, yeah, reverse it. Like, or maybe yeah, she does seduce, Errol, yeah. you know, James Bond, but then she's like, ah, this was just a cover. I don't want you. Boy, bye. <laughs> you know, something like that. <laughs> um, I just want Bond guys. I want Bond guys. The same way there's been Bond girls yeah. over the years. Give us some, some guys, Bond, um, some eye candy. Yeah, I know. I know Idris Elba's yep. relieved. He's like, "Thank God they have stopped asking me questions. <laughs> I've been bugging me for the last ten years about this man. We wanted to be James Bond so yep. bad, but I think he's over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's like, on to other things. Yeah, that would have been cool. Too. Like, give me a break. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but you I'm know they done. did try. Um, I, they did race spin in that in in that series. Um, was it Mrs. Money Penny, Mrs. Penny? I forgot her name is, but played by Naomi Harris. Yeah, so you know, yeah, tried uh, it, Naomi Harris didn't really take yeah. off. Um, yeah, they didn't do anything. I feel like they didn't really like. She was there yeah. and it was cool, and then they were like, and then she was gone. Like, I don't feel like they did anything to, like, explain. Like, maybe they could use this with Lashana Lynch as a way to put her, do something with her, too. I don't know. But it was just kind of like she appeared, yeah. and then it was like, so, oh, I'll give you guys a little something. Yeah, hopefully, Lashana does her thing. Um, was she originally, uh, her character in Captain Marvel, um, Maria, is it Maria Rambo? Rambo. Was she supposed to be mm-hmm. black, or was that, uh, was, that all, was that also race bending? Was that character? No, no. Monica Rambo okay. is black. Um, so she played the the mother of Monica Rambeau and hopefully we'll see Monica appear in a future Marvel okay. film because Monica Rambeau was the second mm-hmm. Captain gotcha. Marvel. Um, so yeah, we, yeah. we need that. We definitely need <laughs> Let us hold on to that. <laughs> yeah, we need that to happen. Well. Yeah, and it was Naomi Harris, by the way, that played Okay, Monica, yeah. So. Good stuff. That's, that's my girl. Cool. <laughs> All right. Any other final thoughts before we wrap up? Um, just you know, let, let let us have our roles. That's all I'm asking. Um, just be more sensitive <laughs> towards you know if actors out there. Just be more sensitive towards what's being offered to you, and uh, let's keep the diversity going. That's that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yep. Just keep it and like directors and like you know, let's get more people behind the camera. Behind the camera helps right in these stories because so people, people are gonna like. Yeah, because people are going to cast exactly like what they are, what they know, write for what they know. Because we know we've seen like some writers on TV shows and they're writing like, you know, you can have like noodles for like somebody's uh, like a black grandmother cooking noodles. And you're like, what? No, that's, that's not how it works. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, behind the camera. Yeah. Hopefully that more of that starts getting more diverse. Yeah, more too. Ryan Coogler's, more um, Jordan yeah. Peele's, more Issa Rae's, just black people writing yeah. for mm. black stories, but not making it quote-unquote black and centralized like us it's a horror film with a black family but their blackness isn't their identity they're a normal you know what i'm saying like right, i mean right. while i am so great with having us rooted in our country like a, a our culture like a black panther it, it's okay to portray black people as normal people without having to be like well they're black you know they're they're so black so yeah uh, and also, and also, I don't want us to get into a space where black people are just relegated to direct right. black films. Like, I want to see black people directing all kinds of films. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to see a period piece, you know, directed by right. a black director. Oh, like, yeah. a Abbey, yeah. like a black director. Yeah, yeah like Mountain Abbey mm-hmm. type, you know, mm-hmm. show or 
I'm a Downton Abbey fan. Um, so yeah, I would love to see black filmmakers in those spaces as well as making black films. Yeah, well, um, can, can I just kind of get some shout outs to at least some period pieces that have black characters that aren't slaves? Um, you know, the film Belle, um, starring Gugu, mm-hmm. Ma- I never say it right, Gugu Mabuthura. <laughs> Did I say it right? so she played Belle who was basically an aristocratic biracial woman um she actually came into an inheritance um through her father so she was out here doing her thing and she's one of the few examples of a black person being side by side with a white person in a portrait and as equals um you know I plan on diving into this for black girl nerds but um the show the spanish princess little known fact um Catherine of Aragorn's, you know, most trusted advisor, best friend was a black woman by the name of Lisa de Cardo or Lena de Cardona's and she was actually a noble woman um of african ancestry and she married a black soldier who also was rose up in the ranks in the Tudor household. So, you know, they're, 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 you see it coming out here and there, but let's see more of it. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So, <laughs> all right. Well, cool. This more was fantastic. <laughs> yes. I, I, I really, I mean, and I would love to see like more, like, I would love to see a black medieval kind of show. Cause like, or a movie. There's this oh, Tumblr yeah, site, would, yeah. um, Black Medieval or POC Tumblr. Oh man, of course it escapes. Didn't uh, Shonda Rhimes have like a period piece, or was that not, or was that still like just? Uh, I thought she had like some kind of uh, like Shakespeare thing or something. What's it? Oh uh, uh, yeah, I thought well, she was working. Well, on Lynch was in that. Um, still star crossed. Okay, okay. Yeah, I still haven't seen it, but yeah, I thought she was kind of one of those people that are kind of working on, like, like you said, like, slowly. It's not all the way, but kind of slowly trying to branch out and doing more of those kind of, um, you know, drama period pieces that you don't usually see. Yeah, uh, I mean, black there actually was aristocratic Black people out there, and there's, like, whole communities of them. Let's see more of that instead. Of, I mean, nothing against having movies about slaves out, but, like, we were mo- so much more than just slaves. Let's. Oh, yeah, we were, like, queen. Yeah, yeah. I- done with the yeah so yeah. um it's called medieval poc.tumblr.com it's mm-hmm. a great tumblr site that just has all of these um black queens and kings and people okay. of color that were in these aristocratic positions and i would just love to see a movie or a series based on some of the stories that are featured on this tumblr site so yeah that's that's what i want (laughs) you know what that reminds me i'm sorry i'm going on tangent after tangent but there was a film um it was in new orleans set in new orleans um and it was had robert richard in it um and it was basically aristocratic black people creole black people in new orleans and um the film and it was actually really good it was called um a feast a feast of all saints a feast of all saints and it came out in 2001 so if you guys kind of want to get your fix on that um th- that's at least a film that came out a while ago that's featured you know black it was almost like cruel intentions um the original uh cruel, what was the original the original story of cruel intentions um, um dangerous, dangerous liaisons yeah, it was almost like dangerous liaisons but with like a black cast set in you know 1700s new orleans um so yeah check check it out guys i'm gonna check that out (laughs) excellent wow this was a great show i I definitely feel like we could probably do another one just on this topic alone because there's just so much to unpack yeah we need every casting (laughs) let's just do a show every time there's just you know, any, you know, white we're watching, we're just show. ready. We're just ready. Ready to go. Every time Scarlett Johansson <laughs> opens up her mouth, we'll, we'll do a show. show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be Scarlett Johansson right. watch. Yeah, be ready. Well, this was fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it guys, was, give yeah. out your uh, social media handles. Where can people find you on the interweb? Already. Um, you know, I never know my daggone handle. Um, I know, I know Ryan's by heart now. It's at November Bear. <laughs> <laughs> After you stole that's what I was gonna say. My Twitter was at November Bear. You know, you stole it now. Now I gotta like dig up my Instagram. That was okay. gonna be my topic. And then, well, mine's is um, my <laughs> my Twitter handle is at Melanin Mommy two eight one six. Awesome. My handle is at Jamie Broadnax, and you can also follow our podcast account at BGM Podcast. At Black Girl Nerds is also on Twitter, and at Black Girl Geeks, you can follow that as well. And we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Right, bye. bye.
The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Spotify.